Hey everybody, welcome to episode 57 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And episode 57, we are talking a simple favor today. Blake Lively and a Kendrick whodunit mystery kind of movie, I guess. Yep. It's about a mommy vlogger, Stephanie, who joins her best friend Emily's husband, Sean, to investigate her sudden disappearance from their small town. It's directed by Paul Feig, I think is how you say his name, who did the Ghostbusters reboot, Bridesmaids, Spy, and The Heat. And we just mentioned it, but cast-wise, we got Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick, and Henry Golding, who's pretty new to the scene, but he was in Crazy Rich Asian, so he's now got like back-to-back months of pretty big movies, I guess. So I would expect we'll be seeing him in a lot more movies. Yeah. So we talked about this in the September preview episode, and I think we both agreed that this movie was going to live and die on whatever the twist or resolution ends up being because the trailer is pretty on the nose with what this movie is going to be right there really wasn't the the whole premise of the trailer is you know kind of new awkward friendship between anna kendrick blake lively blake lively goes missing anna kendrick starts to wonder what happened and kind of pairs up with blake lively's husband and what happened to blake lively Right. That's all. And we get the idea that she's not really dead. Yeah. I mean, and and so it's the figuring out who did it. Is she faking it? Is it gone girl? Is it husband killed her? Is it, you know, and so it's whatever that ended up being was, was going to be the, (laughs) the, the make or break moment, like you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, just cutting right to the chase on this one, I actually felt like the, the movie was pretty solid to me. And even not just solid, but like I, I thought it was good. I thought it was tight. The, my only complaint with maybe the first, I'll, I'll go two thirds. It could be half, but is it's doing a lot of setup. It, it felt like it for a kind of a short movie. It, it the runtime felt a little long to me, and I think that's because again, you know what the premise is. You know what's going to happen, and, and Blake Lively actually is kind of missing from the very beginning of the movie. The timeline wise, it jumps back and forth, right? Like it opens with her and a Kendrick talking about how she's doing this vlog and Blake Lively has been missing, but it jumps back and forth. But even flashback wise, like Blake Lively is is gone after the first probably third of the movie. Correct. So there's that, but like the first two thirds is just all this setup, right? It's, it's, we got to get Blake Lively out of the picture. We got to introduce ourselves to Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively and the husband and the kids. And then, you know, Anna Kendrick needs to fall for the husband a little bit in his time of grief. So it's like a lot of getting to the point of when are we going to start figuring out what happened to Blake Lively? Right. <laughs> and you mentioned the her falling for the husband, which happened really quickly. Very fast. I mean, there was no even hints pre-Blake that they were even moderately interested in one another. I mean, you could have laid some of those hints down. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, boom, she's dead and we're together. Right. And I I don't know if that was intentional, meaning I I wondered how much of that was being done to possibly add to the misdirection of getting you to maybe not trust either Anna Kendrick or the husband. 
to make you think that like okay there's no way it could it be well one of them is planning it all along right because there's no way that you could really or would you really move that fast i mean they they have a in a kindred throwing a line of like well it's only been a few weeks we really shouldn't move in together kind of thing but you you don't i, I felt like they did that to throw you off guard to to keep you questioning who's really got real motivations in all of this but yeah if it, if it was intended to be real then it, yeah it's a little bit of a stretch that his wife would go missing and then be found dead and within weeks he's shacked up with somebody else that he didn't even know two weeks before that yeah and i think maybe if there is some again some chemistry between them prior to that yeah then maybe okay yeah you, know, you, you can believe that happening but they didn't really show any of that yeah it was all everything in this movie was really fast right because you get i mean anna kendrick and blake lively in the movie meet like i i think it's like a few weeks before she goes missing so i mean they yeah. they, they hang out a lot but it's like well, neither one of them had any friends yeah and so they were grasping at the only other person that didn't have friends sure even though they were polar opposites right but even then it's it's only a few weeks right yeah, right. so everything is really kind of fast in this movie. But I think that's what it was supposed to be, because it was, I don't really know you, and you don't really know me. True, yeah, I don't you know, think so. it would have worked if you were totally best friends and everything like that. Uh, agreed, but yeah, so my one of my issues was that it, it just, the setup felt like it took an awful long time to get to where they're going to start actually revealing some things to you about how this could have gone down. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, but the best thing about thrillers and mysteries is that you can kind of guess along with it yeah. and you could even get to the point of guessing anything until like the last third of the movie because they don't start revealing anything until then no i i agree with you so we have um two two parts of the movie of them getting to know each other uh and i do think because you're you know she's gonna go missing because that's why you went to see this movie uh if you didn't see any of the trailers i guess you wouldn't know that that's gonna happen but so you're waiting for that part to happen and you're kind of looking for clues, at least I was, of what could go down. And so I was trying to piece that together. And they came with, uh, we found her body in a lake. Mm -hmm. And so she's dead. And so you're thinking, okay, where are they going to go with this? And ended up being her twin's body. Which, which that was yeah, the only way they could go. The only way they can go. But before they announced it as a twin's body, they did the... uh. Anna Kendrick moved in, cleared all the yeah, uh, all the clothes out, and then she came back in, and all the clothes were back. Right, and very I'm, sleeping I'm, with the enemy. Yeah, I was like, "Are you going paranormal almost?" You yeah, know, with this. And so, well, it, a little bit before that, though, the Blake Lively's son had made a comment that he had seen his oh, mommy. He had seen his mom, yeah. and she. I don't. There's some kind of note that gets given at one point. I don't. I don't remember the order of things, but there's a few things that make you question obviously whether Blake Lively is alive or not, because they, they show her body on camera, right? Like you, you know that that's Blake Lively. Right. So you, you know that she's gone, but then you know, the son's saying this and then, yeah, the, the stuff gets moved back in the closet, which is so hilarious, right? Like they, somebody <laughs> would sneak back in and reorganize the closet just to mess with somebody else. Which is weird because when next time we actually see Blake Lively, she's in a motel room with trash everywhere that she was monitoring enough to where she's like, I'm going to move all my clothes back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like that's where she took that risk to go back into her house to put all of her clothes back in. Right. Uh, like it was a good, it was a good scene. Cause you're like shocked. Yeah, you know, like, exactly. What, what's, what's happening. Right. Um, Cause it really throws off of what, where this movie is going to go. 
but then hindsight, once you've seen everything, you're like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I guess I just didn't like, I don't know what I expected to happen, but the minute you see her body and then you, you know that she's still alive because I, I mean, at some point when you get past the closet and everything, I mean, she talks to her, Blake Lively talks to Anna Kendrick on the phone. And this is yeah. before we get to like even the end of the movie. It's like at the beginning of the third act, roughly. Like it's it's told to the audience, okay, Blake Lively's alive, right? But there was no other way for it to go, right? Like what else could it have been besides a twin at that point? You've seen the body, yet she's still alive. Right. That, that's all it could have been. So it kind of sucks from the standpoint of anything else that they brought to the table there would have been so outlandish. I don't even know what it would have been. So you kind of already know. So then the, the reveals of, Oh, okay. Of Anna Kendrick finding out that she was a twin. Well, yeah, the audience knew that, you know, 20 minutes ago because it's just, there's no other logical explanation. So that yeah. kind of sucks. And if it wasn't a twin, it'd been really stupid. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to me, the movie really fell apart in the last third of the movie because I'll be honest, I was having a hard time following what they were doing. There was, so many twists and turns going on <laughs> that like before I could reorient myself with the first twist, they like twisted two more times. And so I'm like, I kind of left, I felt like dizzied, you know, I'm like, right. am I the only one? I mean, the movie made me feel stupid because usually I'm pretty good at following movies. I've seen enough of them where I can pick up on the tropes and uh, you know, I pay attention. So I kind of know what's going on, but like I found myself coming out of that movie being like, man, am I, am I the only one that just really could not follow that third act? Like they were talking about twins and when they were younger and they had burnt down their house, but their dad died. And like, I didn't realize that. Yeah. There were triplets. Like I didn't realize that the dad died and whatever they did until somebody in the movie said you killed your dad. And I was like, I completely didn't get that. If you said that earlier, right. There was just so much going on. And I remember you and I talked afterwards and you had a really great, quote that i wanted to mention here because you said if you twist enough do you come full circle and i was like that is like the best tagline of a review for this movie because that's kind of how i felt was like i don't know i, I guess i kind of feel like you could have maybe cut out like 75 percent of the third act and just had one or two twists and you still would have landed in the same spot well i think it's where that's where we all started right I get, yeah like lively faked her death yeah and then here she is at the end she, she did it Right, you know, and so you end up twisting around who who's doing what, and is it Anna? Is it the husband? You come out and then you came back to like lively, did it? right? You know, and so it's, it's almost like like you and I play basketball, and you're you're playing defense, and you're guarding a guy who's so unbelievably more quick than you are, mm -hmm. and he does a little head fake, and then he comes back into where you originally were. And you didn't move yet, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so you, you head faked us over here, but you came came right back so quickly that we just still stood there, yeah. You know, and you came right back into us. Like I don't know what that was over here, but I'm still following the story, right? Because all, this, yeah, the, the house burning down, the mom being drunk, or what, whatever all that was, yeah. You know, and even Anna Kendrick's side of her whole backstory, yes. Of, the her husband and brother dying and her sleeping with her brother and, right and, and all that had nothing to do with any of this other stuff yeah other than they were both messed up people right which i think i i didn't i, I like that i like that it wasn't anna kendrick was just this wholesome you know goody two-shoe mommy blogger because they, they set her up like that but then they kind of get into like everybody's got their secrets and dark side which is fine i mean i'm not sure how much of a fan i was of the setup that they did for that, that she, it was really creepy, right? Like she 
she slept with her half brother yeah on the day of her dad's funeral because partially he looked, looked like, like a young dad. version of her dad and then obviously the implication later on is that the the baby was her half brothers yeah not not her husband and her husband yeah. ended up killing them both cuz he figured it out right and that's why they both died in a car wreck i thought the way they were going to do it was um he figured it out and Anna Kendrick killed them both. Sure. I thought that's where they and were so going to go to. And then so she's kind of this dark character that. Right. But they didn't do that. No. Other than her just sleeping with her half brother. Yeah. Her, her backstory was really weird, obviously. And I'm not sure what they wanted the audience to think about that. They tried to make humor of it because Blake Lively would then refer to her as a brother effer. Right. And, and I mean, that term <laughs> is actually really funny. Right. But I'm not, I'm not sure how many people are going to look at that and be like, oh, incest. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Like, <laughs> I, so I don't know how that's going to be taken. But I mean, and, and stuff like that actually made me think that was this a parody of movies like that? Like of Lifetime movies, of, of movies like Gone Girl? Like when, when you say parody, I know you immediately think of like Naked Gun and those kinds right. of movies. And it's not that. but. I kind of wonder if it was. I don't know if that would change my perspective on the movie at all, but it was almost, it, it kind of felt like it was poking fun at those movies a little bit. I, I don't know. I can't. Well, and so Anna Kendrick's character, like you mentioned, the wholesome, you know, mommy vlogger, she she has that personality through the first part, first half of the movie. And then when she realizes that Blake's messing with her, she changes her character completely. Mm-hmm. Like now they're on equal footing. Like, like her whole personality changes. Right. And like she's just as conniving as Blake Lively. Right. And she was this person of no confidence and, and whatnot. And then all of a sudden she feels she's being messed with and all of a sudden she's the most confident person in the world. Yeah. I'll go toe to toe with you and, and it seemed like two different people. Right. In that. And I, I agree with you. And I actually think the same thing happened with Blake Lively because she's really detached in the beginning and aloof and all this stuff and then when she comes back after all this has gone down like she talks to she's like you know how much i love my son well but in the first half of the movie it was kind of set up to like you could care less about your son you like drop you, him off you, and yeah you leave him wherever you don't really want to do you, you act like he's such a burden you need a drink whenever you go pick him up so like yeah they both did that where the the roles just kind of crisscrossed a little bit but then by the end they split back out to where they were in the beginning to your point like you you twisted a few times to land where you were in the beginning so yeah i completely agree with you on that that was i don't think i really noticed it as much about anna kendrick as i did with blake lively but and that's funny because i didn't mention it with i didn't notice it with blake <laughs> but i did you know with anna i don't think i would have noticed it as much with blake lively if the line about the kid is what really threw me off because she was talking to her husband after she returned she's like you know how much i love the, our son i do anything for him like that that's totally not what you showed me in the beginning of the movie. Okay, I mine was the them going toe to toe, and before she was clearly under her right. Yeah, and that's just not her personality. Even on her vlog, she was right. This... Well, and so when they go toe to toe, I immediately think of the scene at the tombstone in the graveyard, where okay, yeah. they show up. But like, there was so much going on in that scene. I, I distinctly remember that scene being like. Am I supposed to think they're in cahoots now? Have they been in cahoots the whole time? Are they now lesbians? And they're because they also intercut a scene of them kissing, right? Which you didn't see before, but happened before. And, and I, I guess I think that's maybe where he was trying to go was to keep you on your toes because in that one scene, it could have been Blake working with her husband, Blake working with Andra, Andra, Anna, 
Blake working on her own and then take that scenario and apply it to Anna and yeah. apply it to the <laughs> husband too. So you have like nine possible outcomes, if not more that are working here. And I, I guess that's probably what they were going for. But to me, that was so disorienting that I, I couldn't follow what I either wanted to happen or what I thought should happen. I, I was just very disoriented. Yeah, because you're like, who who's the real victim here? But you know Blake has to be involved somehow. Yeah. You know, because obviously she's pretending to be dead. Yeah. And, and then, so, like, so that kind of leads you down down this path of who's with her or what what's going on. And, right. Yeah. Well, and then at some point shortly after that tombstone meeting, they they frame the husband for spousal abuse. Right. Yes. And they send some kind of email, which I didn't even understand what they're sending. I don't know what was happening, but like the husband's getting shown on TV, being taken into custody or whatever. And, and she I, throws a wrench in the air yeah. and smashes her in the face. And I remember sitting there thinking about the husband, like, am I supposed to think he's a bad guy? Because I'm kind of going back through my head in this. I'm like, what What has he done wrong in, in in any of this? Like, I mean, besides hooking up with Anna shortly after his wife's death, but like, that's not a crime. So yeah. I was kind of like, why am I am I supposed to hate this guy? Am I supposed to be like on team Blake and Anna right now being like, yeah, the girl power, they framed him. They're going to get him. But I remember thinking like, okay, as far as I can remember, I don't think the husband did anything wrong. What am, what am I missing? And did they say why the sister was dead when Blake came back? Did they explain how the body that was found? Is yeah, that what you're asking? Yeah. So she's been, everyone thought she was dead, but she comes back being beaten. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember that. That all happened so fast. Yeah. I mean, that last third of the movie is just it, like a breakneck pace of throwing new things at you. But I didn't even, like, even in the end, when they're, uh, in the end, it ends up being Anna and the husband trying to get Blake to admit what she's done in all this. And even then I was kind of like, am I supposed to be rooting for you guys? I don't, yeah. I don't understand what's going on here. I don't know. So you just meant the end. So I liked the way they did the end scene. So you're watching them, like clearly they're wired. Yeah. You know, it's it's obvious they're wired. You know, it's a it's a fake setup. She shoots the husband, you know, and they're trying to get her to admit it. And then she, and Blake calls him out. Like, I knew you were wired. Yeah. You know, I know he's not dead. You know, type of thing. It's like, okay, I'm glad they they kind of did something because it was pretty obvious of what what yeah. they were doing there. Um, and then she really was wired. Yes, <laughs> right. But through the through the vlog, through the vlog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I like I like kind of that, and really their their exchange once Anna became who she was. I guess the confident Anna, I'll call her. Mm -hmm. The exchange between her and Blake, I thought were the best parts of the movie. Yeah. When they were going back and forth and when they were on the screen together. Yeah. Uh, I really liked how they interacted. Yeah. Um, I actually feel kind of bad for him because I, I, I still, in hindsight, think this movie had a lot of potential. And you're right. They, those two worked really well together. I think there's going to be a lot of people who really enjoy this movie despite the last act. Yeah. So Blake runs outside right after that. And then gets hit by a car by one of the mom, one of the parents the, of a crew that, yeah, the, the dad guy yeah. who was just arrested for smoking pot. <laughs> right. He just have his house raided. He just has house raided and then saw this on the vlog and then beat the police there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just clarifying. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, hits her with the, hits her with, with the Prius. car or the Prius. He jumps up and 
yells at her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, while her punching him in the nuts, Blake Lively punching him, yeah. was hilarious. Did not yeah. fit the tone at all for this whole movie. No. I, like, the whole the whole end was, like, now we're really spoofy. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, at times it feels like a... I mean, yeah, you're 100% right. The, the tone goes from, like... Uh, a little bit rom comish to gone girlish to who done it to now we're being silly and goofy again and now we're like girl power but now we're back to comedy element it just it, it, it i don't think it suffered as much in the first half from that but as the twists happened i think the tone shifts all over the place and and i didn't think it was it definitely shifted when she disappeared and then mm-hmm. we were trying to figure it out and which you would expect with something disappearing Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's not the way that it was right um but her getting hit by the car yeah like like that just took it just a a silly slapsticky you know nonsense like that does not fit right no with any of the rest of it no and and i'm so i'm just tired of that cliche in general anyways like people getting hit by cars yeah they don't see it coming you know what i mean like it just it happens so much like oh that's what he says you know the quietest car that's why i was impressed it was a hybrid or something like that like whatever but it's so dumb like anytime now that you're in a movie and you see somebody standing in the street you're like okay here it comes like like meet joe black was the first time that i feel like that ever really caught anybody by surprise (laughs) but ever since then it's been like all the scary movies it's been it it just ha- mean girls it, it's everywhere so like first off the logistics of that are pretty stupid because what are the odds that you'd be standing in the street and not hear a vehicle coming but two it's just it's just too cliched it's been done over and over and over again no more cars hitting people yes it. yeah yes I, I will take that stand I, i'm tired of it. i don't want to see it anymore do something else drop pianos on them let's go back to that one <laughs> let's go back to that old 1920s silent movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> I really wanted to like this more than I did. It just it just got too messy for me. You you had a great point. I, as far as acting goes, I really thought um, Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. I thought Blake Lively was was really good at what she was trying to do. Anna Kendrick was really good, but Anna Kendrick kind of plays the same role in every movie. The the quirky sure girl, but Blake I thought was really good at the role. Kind of almost sleazy but distant and aloof i thought it was all good and i even thought the husband was fine i mean he wasn't anything great but he he was fine and he wasn't in it much no to matter no but i I could see a lot of a lot of people liking this movie i just i think like we've talked about and i think like we've confirmed it it's really going to depend on what you think of the end i mean maybe you enjoy the quirky humor and the backstories and all that stuff so much that like you don't really care about the twists at the end but if you do care i just think it gets a little a little messy and I can appreciate the the things that it did well, um, and I think there's a really good movie in there somewhere that 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 takes the the Lifetime movie Dateline Gone Girl type thing and, and kind of subverts it a little bit with some comedy and adds some kind of girl power mom elements in there. I I don't know what the right ending for this movie was. I I mean I guess in the end. Blake gets put in jail and the last video that you see of Anna Kendrick, she's recording from the kitchen of Blake Lively's house. So I think you're supposed to assume that she moved her, in her and the husband stayed together. Uh, but I just don't know which ending I wanted out of all that. And you just reminded me the last time we saw Blake Lively. Do you remember? What the do you la- mean? The last clip of her? No. 
playing basketball and oh yeah at the jail <laughs> in, in jail yeah why i know <laughs> well that's almost where it was going like bridesmaids territory like he couldn't resist yeah. Thro- throwing her ha- having those comedy elements in there even though they felt like because yeah it does the whole um as if this was a real story yeah like, like where are they now yeah the where are they now she's now serving time and here's what anna kendrick has been up to so that's what i kind of meant by like i don't know if this was supposed to be a parody yeah. Or a slight parody? I, I don't know. So, you know, I, I have some problems with this movie, but uh, there's a good movie in here somewhere. And, and actually, I think there's a really clever movie in here somewhere. If it could just figure out what it wanted to be, because it goes from like bad moms to fatal attraction to <laughs> silliness at the end. It's it's kind of hard to reconcile all that in one movie, I right. think. Yep. All right. So what did you rate it and why? Uh, I ended up giving it a three. It, it kept my attention. You know, I like the, the mystery aspect. It wasn't overly predictable. I mean, there was a lot of predictable elements into it. Uh, I'm glad they they tried to even twist the predictable pieces of it. Um, and I really enjoyed, you know, Blake and Anna together uh, on screen. I thought they played really well together. And so um, it, was, it was a little bit better than uh, than some of these that, that we've seen. And so I'll give it. Give it a three. Okay. What was your favorite moment? Favorite moment was any when Anna and, and Blake were back and forthing. Uh, I like the the brother Effer. You know, it. He took a weird situation, and then you made her making fun of it with her with a clever, <laughs> yeah, comeback. And and I just I just like them bouncing back and forth. It wasn't nothing in particular. Sure. That, that jumped out at me, but I did like did like that piece. Yeah. What's one thing you would change? As we mentioned, the tone. Um, stay. I like the light tone. Um, just don't get goofy tone. Yeah. You know, once it got goofy, that left me with a, a goofy feel. Yep. Uh, she could have ran out the door, and then the cops been waiting already because they saw it on the blog. Right. Done. Yeah. Done. You know? Sure. So. All right. Are you telling people to go catch us in the theater or watch it on the couch? I would watch it on a couch. Should they pay to rent it like through iTunes or wait for something like Netflix or cable or whatever? I would wait for this one to be free as well. Okay. Popcorn movie or art house film? This is a popcorn movie. Oscar or Razzie? This deserves more a Razzie on how it ended. Yeah. Okay. And then if you liked Blank, you would like this movie. So this is hard because it was t- hard because the tone is everywhere. Um, I went more plot with this. Uh, which was girl on a train of girl gets killed, missing mistress, husband, you know, how sure. do they all work out and trying to figure out all the pieces. And which stuff. I think that that comparison to girl on a train, I think is very accurate for, let's say the chunk of runtime that goes from like 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. it gets like, I mean, there's a section of this movie that is very much that it's just, I think you probably struggle with the same thing I did, which is like, then, but but how do you reconcile the other silliness the, the that rest comes of it? In? Yeah, because yeah. girl on train is not silly, right? Right. Yeah. So in some ways, I mean, that's kind of a compliment to this movie. I mean, if, if we struggle to find a parallel and are resorting to mashing up movies, I think that you know, it's, there's something to maybe be said about that. But we also kind of knocked it for that too. So, right. Yeah. So, what was your rating? Uh, so I know on the last episode I changed my rating and I, and I think after talking through this, I'm going to as well. I, I was out of the theater. I was at a two and a half. And I think that's because the, the rawness of being like yanked around in so many directions was just 
irritating to me. And and Jess and I had a very irritating movie going experience too with some loud people next to us. And that I don't think that (laughs) helped either as much as that shouldn't affect anything. But I I think I'm going to go with a three. I think I agree with you because the more I think about it, the more that I did like the pieces that worked. And I I think it's better than a two and a half, even though I, I will say the, the ending is very two to two and a half worthy, but I think there's other parts of the movie that are well enough to lift it up. It's just when you walk out of a movie like that, it's hard to remember those pieces until we talk about it like this and really think about it. So I think I'm at a three on that now that I think about it. Okay. And your favorite moment? Um, I tried to pick a a singular moment. I I do agree with you, and I I would kind of piggyback off of you that the, the banter between Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively worked really well. I would sign up to see another movie with the two of them. So hopefully they get a little bit of a better script to go with, but um, I went with the, the closet scene. Cause I don't know. I don't know why that one just stuck out and it, it threw me back to like sleeping with the enemy where she sees that the pantry or the, the cupboards or whatever have been organized. And so, you know, something is real now and not just in your head. And then, but that scene also kind of spun into the fact cause she had been trying on dresses like at the same time. And it, there's a whole yeah. bunch of weird stuff going on with the closet that I thought was, that was funny, but that was the time where I was like, okay, it's confirmed. Blake Lively's still alive. I mean, well, see, and it confirmed it for you. For me, I just didn't know where they were going to go with it. I mean, if they would have went the paranormal route, I would have lost it because <laughs> that would have just been a bridge too far for this well, movie. It's almost me. like uh, what lies beneath. Uh, yeah, you I was know, just thinking the same cause, thing because the trailer wasn't really like that yeah. until after the movie released, right? And then you realized it was a kind of a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's so, a good uh, comparison. And I was like, hmm, I was like, <laughs> I was like, are they going this route with this? I, I don't know. Right. So, what was one thing you'd change? Uh, I know you said tone. I kind of feel the same way. I, I kind of broadened it out to be more of like that, the last act. Just it needed to be tighter. I, I don't have, I'm not saying he should have made Anna the bad guy or the husband the bad guy or whatever. I, I don't have anything that specific. Just it needed to not be so messy story-wise and tone-wise. And I think that would have really, I mean, this thing could have swung up like a full another half star or a star. Like it, it could have been a three and a half, probably not a four like a three and a half movie easily had it just mm-hmm. been tighter on that last act in theater or couch movie. Um, I I'm with you on all of these. So same as what you said. So couch wait for it to be free. It's a popcorn movie. And yeah, it's going to, if I'm forced to pick, I'm going to go Razzie cause it's the story writing was just not where it needed to be. And if you liked what you would like this movie. Well, like I mentioned a bit ago, I had to go with like a mashup. I went Gone Girl, which I think everybody got from the trailer, but I went like Bad Moms on the other half. You know what I mean? Like the 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 mom pairing that they had going the back and forth, the the, the funny jokes that they were making about each other. It felt like that. So I, if if the idea of Gone Girl plus Bad Moms appeals to appeals you. to you, then I I think you'll like this movie. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Alrighty, yeah. All right, well, that does it for episode 57. As usual, check us out at twoviewsmovies.com. Make sure you go out to the podcast stores wherever you listen to this and hit subscribe so you get all the new episodes downloaded right away. And then do us a huge favor and do us a simple favor. Eh? Eh? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I probably just cost us some ratings you on that did. one. You just lost <laughs> followers. <laughs> do us a favor. Unlike. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
do us a favor and go out and rate us on uh, the podcast stores, whether it's Apple or Google, and try to leave us a, a quick one or two line review out there. Those definitely help us when everybody does that. So we will catch you next time. Thank you.